Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's mentally yours from Ellen and Yvette. Uh, focus on your mental health, you surely won't regret. It's mentally, 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 mentally yours. Mentally yours. Mentally yours. Welcome to Mentally Yours, a weekly podcast on mental health issues brought to you by Metro.co.uk. Massive thanks to Chris for giving us a five-star review on iTunes and for being so nice with your review, even if we did bother you and make you do it. Can you write an even better review? If so, please go to iTunes and do it. Coming up, are you worried about getting ill? Or rather, are you so worried about getting ill that you actually do get ill? Our guest this week is Melissa Boyle. She suffers from emetophobia. The fear of being sick. Really, it's when it starts to take over your life. So for me, it stopped me eating. It stopped me wanting to leave the house. It stopped me wanting to do, you know, things that most people would take for granted. So I think that's probably the difference. No one likes being sick, and that's, I think, the most frustrating thing that people say to me. Um, People always say, oh, you know, but no one likes actually being sick. And I always say, yeah, but it's not just... It's not just that. It's being actually terrified of it and letting it control my life. Mm -hmm. So... So for you, it's the spe- specifically the um, the fear of you being sick, not just sort yeah. of seeing it. Because yeah. that's pretty gross in itself. Isn't yeah. it? No, exactly. It's not pleasant for anyone. But if you have a phobia, significantly worse and not as fun. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I, I've gotten better with this recently. I did a lot of exposure therapy and stuff, so I used to have problems seeing you know people being sick in films and yeah. on TV so I used to find that difficult but I'm better with it now um, but for me it was always more the fear of being sick myself yeah so this might be 
a slightly tricky question. Have you been sick since you started being scared of being sick? I have, yes. Um, I it's a it's a very common thing with people who are emetophobic people yeah. they, they're never sick yeah. so and people don't know if it's because if that's why they're afraid because they're never sick or if it's the body kind of stopping them being sick because they're afraid if that makes sense yeah like a defense so mechanism no, yeah exactly so no one's really sure which way round it is but i i'm very very rarely sick um i was i was sick in fact a couple of months ago yeah. and um that was the first time I've been sick since having CBT counselling and taking medication and it was actually really okay so I was fine handled it calmly and it was yeah it's made me realize that actually you know I can handle it so that's that's amazing yeah yeah, that's yeah really good. it was it was like I've never been so happy to be ill yeah like, afterwards I was like oh my god I was sick that's amazing so yeah what was um, exposure therapy like? Like, what does that involve? Um, so it started. So you start off kind of gradually. Um, for me, it started with saying the word because for me there was a lot of kind of. It's weird. It kind of breeds a lot of superstitious thinking. Like I wouldn't want to say the word vomit in case it somehow made me sick. I wouldn't like to write the word down. So I started off doing things like that, writing things like vomit or norovirus or things like that that kind of were bad words in my head so to speak um, and then it was looking at pictures of people being sick and then it kind of moved on to videos and hearing people being sick and it was so you know not the most pleasant thing in yeah the world. I was gonna say that sounds but, horrifying <laughs> yeah it was pretty horrible but um, I think it really did help because now like I said I can watch people being sick in films I don't turn away and it's, it's helped a lot is it fair to say that with the whole issue when it was at its worst it was more about the um, the fear that was controlling your life rather than actually sick itself. Yeah, I mean, I think when it got really, really bad, it was the year that norovirus was just everywhere in the news. I think it was a few years ago. And um, every other day there was a headline about a hospital closing down or, like, schools closing down. And it was just everywhere. And it was like, Christmas will be ruined by norovirus. Like, it was really drumming it into us. And it was, you know, a big thing. And I think that was... That was when it got really bad for me and it stopped me, yeah, like I say, it stopped me eating at work um, because to me, everything around me was contaminated. So I worked in a hotel as well and, and we were quite hot on, on, on it there and there was like Purell everywhere and notices up everywhere for staff to wash their hands and it just kind of, I, I guess it kind of fueled the fear a little bit yeah. and I just kind of, yeah, so it stopped me doing everyday things it stopped me leaving the house like if I didn't have to go out I chose not to because I just thought well I'm safe at home I'm in my bubble I'm not going to get contaminated and it's just so yeah it was the fear of it was the fear of actually getting sick catching a bug that sort of thing rather than I think at that point I'd have been okay with seeing someone being sick potentially as long as I couldn't catch it if that makes sense it wasn't it wasn't so much like I've never had a problem with drunk people like it's quite a common thing for metaphobics to have an issue with drunk people or yeah. being around people that might be sick that's never really bothered me because you can't catch it if someone's sick from drinking you can't catch that it's yeah. not a bug or anything so that never really bothered me at all that's really interesting so now I'm just thinking this is a horrible thought but if someone was peeking in front of you and you weren't sure would you kind of be able to figure out, okay, they're probably drunk, so it's fine? Would you kind of logic it like that? I think now, I think maybe back when I was a lot worse, maybe I would have 
freaked out a bit more. Yeah. But now I would definitely be able to listen to that sort of rational, logical side of myself that would say, you know, they've had a few, th- a few to yeah. drink. That's probably it. So, so yeah. If you were to potentially have children or um, just be an auntie to little kids and be helping about there, um, how do you think you'd deal with them and, well, all the vom that they would create? Because trust me, as an auntie, it's, it's, a, lot of it's a lot of yeah. There's a lot of mess. Babies just puke on you all the time. They are disgusting. Yeah, they're pooing everywhere. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're fantastic, but you know, one of them's potty training at the moment. And it's just oh, no. <laughs> mess all the time. So yeah. Although I'm assuming we wouldn't have an issue with that, but yeah. So, how would you do? You think you'd have a problem with that now, or? Um, to be honest, I don't actually want children, um, and I don't know if it's kind of come from my phobia and how I feel about this. Because obviously, one of the main things that did worry me was morning sickness, because yeah. obviously, you know, there's no avoiding that really. Um, and then, like you say, children are sick constantly, and I, I am nervous around children. I do find it difficult to kind of, you know, and I've got close friends that are having a baby soon, and it's in the back of my mind that I will be a little bit kind of on edge for a while until I kind of get used to it. And because I, I don't see a lot of children, I don't have a very big family, I don't have nieces and nephews and stuff, so it's going to be a bit new for me, and I am a bit nervous for that reason. Um, but yeah, I definitely think it would be a big, a big, big hurdle to overcome. I think the surprising thing, you know, is that like with babies being sick on you, it's not like adult sick. I don't know if that would help you at all. No. Speaking as an expert oh in uh, in baby in and baby small vomit. child <laughs> vomits, yes. No, because um, all they do, because bear with me, all they eat is milk. Yeah. When they're little, so the stuff that they throw up, it's just milk, really. So it's basically just spit and milk. Sorry, I'm no, no, really no. aware that you're just unsettling I don't want me. to upset you. Maybe more unsettling for me than it is for I'm you. really upsetting Ellen, yeah. I'm just not a fan of babies. But either. my point is, when they've sort of been sick on me, which they are constantly when they're babies, um, it's not like the sort of chunky adult sick that you'll get. Yeah. So maybe it wouldn't be so bad. I think probably that wouldn't be so bad. I think it's probably when they get a bit older and they're at school and then, oh, you yeah. know, they're picking up bugs constantly and coming home and having stomach bugs. And I think... Yeah, that's definitely, like, I think that would be a big hurdle for me if I did decide to have children. But as I say, at the moment, no sort of, mm. no plans really to do no that. So, plans. no, and I don't, I don't really think, I don't really think it would be for me for a, yeah. a lot of different reasons. And uh, the OCD and contamination stuff probably as well would make it very difficult, yeah. I think, because like you say, babies are a mess. They, they, are they poo dirt. and vom and do everything. So I don't think, I don't think it would be something I could get used to but but I'm okay with that so you mentioned a bit about the aversion therapy that you had is that the right word for it exposure therapy Mm -hmm. sorry exposure therapy um what else have you found that has helped you get past this um in all honesty I'm not really too sure I think CBT really did help Mm -hmm. um and I had quite a lot of sessions with my first counsellor and then I went to an NHS counsellor and had high intensity CBT that was just focused on that. Um, Has writing about it helped? Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I've found there's been a lot of, um, there's a lot of people that are in the same boat as me and that sort of, that knowing that has been a big support as well. Um, 
but yeah um, I think probably that and medication has helped a bit I think it's helped with certainly my because I've got OCD as well I think they kind of feed each yeah. other really so um, it's helped with that a lot so I don't know really I think it's just a sort of magical combination of everything that's helped that's really interesting sort of to me sort of saying about meds because when when I knew we were coming on we'd be talking about um, metaphobia because I don't really know a huge amount about sort of phobias I, I thought yeah it would be classic sort of maybe a virgin therapy but it wouldn't really occur to me that you would be put on meds for that is that something that you think is going to be a long-term thing definitely I mean I wasn't put on medication specifically for the phobia I was um, put on it's sertraline I'm taking which is an SSRI um, I was put on it for sort of general depression and OCD um, but then I was reading through the little booklet that came with it and it said it's actually particularly good for tackling phobias as well and the doctor said he didn't really know why they don't really know why it's effective with stuff like that or yeah. OCD but it just for some reason does work so yeah it does tend to be like that with a lot of the drugs that I've sort of Massively. read about and sort of like with the ones that I'm on so I'm on mood stabilizer and yeah it's slightly disconcerting because you do get that the sort of like well, these things seem to help, so let's just put them yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, mine, um, when I got them, they were given specifically for depression. But then mm. I read, they was like, it'll also help with OCD and this thing and this thing. It's like, I don't understand how this can oh, no, possibly work. it's strange, work. isn't it? Yeah. And when the doctor said he odd. wasn't really sure, I was yeah. like, oh, okay, like, cool. That's reassuring. <laughs> yeah. You seem to know what you're doing. Mine are bizarrely, I think, also good like for epileptics, at people with fits. Which is oh. would never have occurred to me. Yeah, uh, yeah but then strange. the other way around, apparently for some people they can cause fits. So that's that's the thing with pills exciting. in general. Like they, all of mine will say like possible side effects, depression, suicide. So oh, it's like yeah, yeah. Why, why are you Excellent. giving these to me? Yeah. It seems really dangerous. Never read the side effects. That's no, what I've learned. No, I mean, unless awful. something you feel like something has come up. Yeah, that makes sense. But for me, like when you're first going on to oh. a new medication, like the last. I still do you, it though. Every I time you sit you down with the long thing, you just read all through them. Yeah. I'm just like, oh yeah. my Start god, scaring yourself. my hair's yeah. gonna fall out. I'm gonna, you know. I think the scariest one was blindness. And I was just like, I'm gonna go blind. Oh, oh that's god. horrifying. <laughs> I haven't gone blind, which is fine. Mine, but. one of mine is like, I wouldn't say particularly scary, but it's a thing. It's just like you can't have children while you're on them, so you kind of you'd have to switch to oh. one anyway. Oh, okay. This is a fun topic, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, it is, but I didn't even, I wouldn't even think of that. Yeah, with mine, you'd have to switch to a different one. Did you have any other side effects or has it been mostly smooth sailing? Um, I felt like the doctor warned me like the first three days you feel absolutely terrible and yeah. I did feel horrible. I just felt really flat. I felt my whole body aches. I just yeah. felt really, really crappy, like fluey kind of crappy. Um, another thing that did obviously worry me was that one of the side effects is upset stomach. Um, oh, and I was no. like, oh God, so what? But luckily, I felt a bit queasy, but I yeah. wasn't actually sick, so that was good. Did they like prepare you for that or give you any help with if you do start feeling queasy, like here's what will help you? No, I mean, I asked my doctor, like, what? I didn't actually fully go into the phobia with him yeah. at all, to be honest, but um, I did ask him because I was concerned. And he basically said, you know, there's not really much you can do, just take them after food. Yeah. Um, and drink lots of water but there's not really much else you can do about it that's like the unluckiest possible side effect I you know. could get for your specific <laughs> case i know that's awful no that would be like mine it will potentially cause house fires it's like just don't worry that's one of my weird trigger things is oh, okay. house fires and um unlock doors and stuff like that All so right. yeah it'd be a similar kind of thing but less likely than yours which could <laughs> potentially actually cause being sick 
You mentioned OCD as well. Mm -hmm. um, we spoke to another lady about that the other week. Um, is there anything in particular that sort of you're working on with that? Um, to be honest, like like I said, it's sort of the, the phobia and the OCD have kind of fed each other. Mm. And now that the phobia side of things is getting better, I'm finding that the OCD is kind of calming down because it was all contamination based and hand washing mm. and that sort of thing. So I'm finding that the more relaxed I am about not you know being sick, the more relaxed I am about you know, I still obviously wash my hands before I eat and, you know, the basics, but I, I'm not thinking all the time, I've got to wash my hands, got to wash my yeah. hands, yeah. which is nice. Um, CBT, again, really helped with that. Um, and I suspect probably the medication's really helping, but um, I think it's probably something I'll always have to an extent, um, but it's manageable now, so. Are there any particular sort of useful exercises you've got taught with CBT? Because I hear about CBT all the time. It's not actually something I've ever had. Um, I think what was useful for me was, yeah, it's kind of, you have to kind of force yourself to do the things that you don't want to do, that you're afraid of doing. Mm -hmm. So with me, it was challenging. All those times where I felt like oh, I have to wash my hands now, I'm not clean. It was challenging that and kind of forcing myself to not wash my hands. And I'd sort of stand there and take deep breaths and you try and take stock of how you're feeling and all the anxiety that's flooding through you and you just kind of have to ignore it and just try and yeah it's, it's hard to explain and it sounds horrible but it does it did really help me it kind of made me it started to help me to challenge those thoughts and kind of well it taught me how to fight them as well and mm. actually ignore them sometimes so that was good as a rule um on mentally yours we try and sort of take the piss out of mental health generally mm, do you fun. because it is fun <laughs> and hilarious yes um i, I enjoyed your story about the, t the tortoise earlier although because uh, although i was a bit scared at, at one point because it's like you started standing i was just like oh god it's not going to die is it Oh god! <laughs> 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 and now it's in heaven <laughs> um do you have any funny stories that are linked to um emetophobia or ocd or any things like that Something that well, I think haunt me forever is one of the things I did with my first counsellor, who was lovely. But she, um, she used to sort of it was challenging all these irrational thoughts and like you know if if I my one of my main things was I couldn't touch food without having washed my hands first. Yeah. Um, and she worked with me a lot on kind of getting over that. Um, and in one of our sessions, she opened up a bag of mini cheddars. Um, and she was trying to get me to eat a mini cheddar without washing my hands first and I just I couldn't do it So she she made me pick up the mini cheddar and like rub it on my face <laughs> oh So my like God. near my mouth and on my nose and I was like, okay This is one of the more bizarre things I've done But so I was doing this and then she was like right now now try and eat a bit and I just I couldn't do it So to illustrate her point and to sort of prove the point that you know you'll be fine, not everything is contaminated and, and you, you will be absolutely fine. She put the mini cheddar on the floor, she stamped on it with her foot, like with her shoe on yeah. and she was like rubbing it onto the floor and then she got down on her hands and knees and ate it off the floor like a cat and I was just like, oh my god, I can't believe I just saw a grown woman do this, it was crazy, she just, yeah. 
first of all, that's amazing. Yeah. But secondly, if she'd recorded that and put it on YouTube, <laughs> that would have been there'd be there'd be quite a market for that. I think. I mean, it was yeah. one of it's the most bizarre thing I've ever seen a grown person do. Like she was on the floor, hands and knees, eating a mini cheddar, and I was like, why? Why is this happening? Did it help? No. Oh, damn. <laughs> I was just like, that's I genius. Mean, I mean, it did in the. I mean, to be honest, I didn't see her for another week, so she had been ill, I'd, I'd yeah. never have known, but it did help me to kind of see that she was fine and she ate that and she was absolutely fine, yeah. but more than anything, it just kind of scarred me. I can't think of mini cheddars now without picturing that, so. I mean, that's a strong <laughs> memory. I do wonder what she did, maybe if she was married, went home, told her husband, like, so today, just <laughs> got on the floor, <laughs> ate the mini cheddar, it was really helpful. Some people are just like that, though, generally. You know, like, some people will just drop things on the floor and just eat it. Maybe not That's like a cat. <laughs> not like a cat. But, yeah. Probably, probably not like floor. a cat. Yeah. I didn't see how necessary it was for her to no. actually, like, put her mouth to the floor. <laughs> it's very strange. A dramatic effect. Maybe that's just how she eats. Oh we don't God. know. Oh, yeah. You never know. It's possible. Yeah. yeah. That was very strange. Well, we are really very angry about this shit. Yes, we are really very angry about this shit. Something I'm angry about this week, and this actually ties in to what Melissa was saying, is if you have a phobia or something that really sets you off and you tell people and they immediately make a joke out of it. Mm. So, like, for example, and this is something I haven't openly discussed before, I have a phobia of bananas. Bananas really freak me out. I know that's a ridiculous thing, but just thinking about them or touching them or seeing them or smelling them just freaks me out insanely. Mm -hmm. So I tell people that I'm allergic which is half true because when I do eat them now accidentally, I will get a rash and often throw up. Yes. Which ties into the Melissa thing. But a lot of times when I say that to people, which is why I've now stopped telling people I'm scared of bananas and just say I'm allergic, is that they would immediately get a banana and like wave it in my face. And say, like, why on earth would you do? That's such an awful thing to do. Mm. If someone says to you, I can't explain this, but like it will really upset me if you do this one thing. Yeah. And then to immediately do that one thing because you think it's funny. It is unfortunate that it's bananas. Yes, because it's hilarious. Because when you say you're scared, yeah, it is hilarious. And also yeah. when you say you're scared of bananas, that does kind of sound like you're saying you're scared of penises. I'm not scared of penises, to be clear. Penis is fine. It's not the shape. Cucumber's fine, courgette's fine just bananas specifically. Is it partly to do with the colour? Because they're quite an unusual colour. I think it's actually more to do with the texture. Right. Which is a really weird thing because touching them specifically really, really freaks me out and just, it's everything. But I think the, the main thing is texture. Mm. But I do generally just tell people I'm allergic now because then they won't put it near me or whatever. Do you get terrified then? Because we have this thing which um, we get free fruits every um, every Tuesday and I go and collect it. D does that, do you get scared of Tuesdays? I don't that? touch them but I can see them now because like before it would literally be like if it was even in the room I would get really freaked out. Mm. If anyone on my desk ate a banana I would say to them like I'm allergic please don't eat that near me but in reality it's like I really just want to leave the room. Mm. Um, and if it, it, it obviously sounds stupid and I know that, especially compared to like other mental illness stuff that I deal with because it's such a small thing. But I think people don't realize what's funny to you and maybe even funny to me on some level can be really distressing. And if someone's mm. telling you, this will really upset me, even if you think that's weird, 
like don't take the piss out of it mm. that's quite simple I it's think. not stupid and the whole thing about sort of phobias people can be afraid of anything can't they like i knew a girl once who was afraid of milk milk is freaky i'm not a fan i'm also not a fan of cheese touching cheese stupid crap my brain has told me weird crap my brain generally tells me it's not so much kind of direct thoughts i mean sometimes it is with depression but a lot of the time because i have bipolar disorder weird crap my brain sort of does more accurately is um is does unusual emotional things so for instance one of the weird things that it did this week is that i was in a very normal situation and then i burst out crying like quite heavily yes so uh that was that was probably weird i would say like if we're talking about like i don't know like i, I hate using words like normal and stuff i don't think that's a good good idea anyway in a you know podcast about mental health but um, yeah, I think for a lot of people, just sort of bursting into tears would be sort of considered slightly unusual, let's say. Yes, out um, of the ordinary. Yeah, and it wasn't like I'd just been, I've, I've spoken to the, my therapist about this, like I've, I feel quite comfortable. In fact, I almost quite like watching sad films because then I'm allowed to cry. Yeah. So like when I suddenly burst into tears during them, that's fine. But you know, when I'm, this. This almost happens to me at work sometimes, but thankfully no one's seen it yet. But like sometimes I can just be having a conversation with someone about a story or like something, and it's not even necessarily an emotional story. That's the weird thing. It'll just be a thing. And then I'll really want to cry really strongly. So yeah, that's, that's a weird thing that happened this week. Do you feel sad when it happens or is it just like pure tears might come from my eyes? It's more just like just sudden sort of like it's like some sort of comedy. Do you, did you are you familiar with Spitting Image? No. Okay, so there's there's in Spitting Image the puppets had there was one in particular. God, I can't remember which one it was. That's embarrassing. But there's one that had water squirting out of his eyes. Yeah. It's kind of like that. So like it wasn't like sometimes yes there is the depression and the emotion, but other times it's like it's the just water, waterworks come first and then comes the emotion with it almost yeah so and then you feel sad because you're crying yeah so uh, yeah i've had that a few times in the newsroom although nobody's noticed thankfully i think um, you can look out for it now yeah i was gonna say <laughs> i'm gonna keep an eye out it's fun you yeah. can watch out for um my method is panic attacks in the bathroom yeah it's a fun tip you can now see if i was peeing or having a panic attack <laughs> i could start placing bets it's good yeah please do. oh my god make some cash yeah um with the situation that you had this week were you alone or were there people around you? There were people around me. Thanks for bringing that up, Ellen. It's, no, I'm just gen genuinely like, is it weird, or do you like explain to people? I mean, you can try and you can try and explain. Yeah. But fundamentally, I d it's hard to explain when like you don't understand yourself. Exactly, and especially when you're mid crying, it's hard to be, you know, rational and. Some things that I find that have helped is like speaking to my therapist. Obviously, it always helps. But like, because she'll be like, well, you know, people cry. It's not a big not a big deal i mean that's not specifically what she says but it's more like because because getting really obsessed about it makes it worse yeah so if you just accept that it's a human thing and that's fine that's that's useful but also i read something recently which was how crying is actually a really good way of releasing the stress hormone it is. so it's your body getting rid of the stress so if i kind of think of it like that 
that's a lot more useful than thinking because what obviously what goes on in my brain a lot of the time is that I'll be crying and then I'll be just like, oh my god, I'm such a mess. What the what the fuck is wrong with me? I'm yeah. completely mental. Which is not which is not helpful no. and makes things worse. Yeah, think of it as crying out all the bad stuff in your body, which is genuinely true. Crying mm. is very good for you. Yeah. I think also what has always helped me when I do random crying is just acknowledging it to whoever I'm talking to and being like, I know it's a bit weird that I'm crying, mm. but just ignore it and I'll keep talking and still listen to what I'm saying because yeah. I'm still smart. I'm just I'm just weeping openly right now because I saw a dog walking past or whatever. Yeah, but at least you know that's the thing. That you, at least you know what the dog thing is. Like genuinely, sometimes in the newsroom it'll be like they'll just be talking to, about some story they're, yeah. they're working on or like something they did at the weekend. And for some reason, like I'll start my eyes will start. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. I think acknowledging it is best because also that way you can be clear like I'm not upset you haven't <laughs> I'm not like devastated by your story about McDonald's I'm just you know this is just what my body is doing right yeah, now yeah my body just enjoys crying some this is goodbye from mentally yours so go away enjoy your day get on with all your chores from mentally mentally If you've suffered from any of the issues discussed on today's podcast, we recommend The Samaritans. Get in touch at samaritans.org or call for free on 116123. You can also tweet us on Twitter. We're at Mentally Yours, but it's M-E-N. T-A-L-L-Y-Y-R-S so it's yours instead of yours and if you're not already please subscribe to us on iTunes and give us a review five stars would be lush too thanks to our guest Melissa Boyle for joining us here in Bills in West London our producer is Sam Bonham we'll see you next week Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.